Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Personal Growth Recipes with your host, Ron Denner. You know, I try to expand on a variety of topics with this podcast, and today will be no exception. You know, one of the greatest teachers on the subject of self-awareness is Dr. Wayne Dyer. Now, he's also a famous spiritual teacher. Self-awareness is really where every, everything begins, and it, it, it involves thinking about what you think about. Now, this may seem a little overwhelming, but it is actually a lot simpler than you might think. So I'm going to share some insights from Dr. Wayne Dyer to help you become more self-aware and ultimately answer that $64,000 question, what do you want from life? Big question, right? So let, let, let's begin. You know, the ability to heal ourselves of diseases the ability to get along better with people, just the ability to do better in our job. These all remind us that there's an energy in the universe that that probably seems distant and far away to us because it's invisible. It's, It's in the world we call spirit. You know, it's not material, it's not visible to the human eye. But I'd like you to suspend your disbelief here and just just remind yourself, you are not a human being having a spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a human experience. And, And the quality of your human experience is more of how you use this invisible intelligence and how you just connect to this energy. And once you have an awareness that you can never be separate from it, And it doesn't matter what you call it. Now, personally, I I call it God. The point is that there are are higher levels of awareness available to all of us. And, And we can tap into this energy to help design and create the kind of life that we truly desire. There, there are many ways to get the things that we want in life, but basically it all begins with how we choose to think. There's a famous scripture saying, as you think, so shall you be, so shall you be. And and these seven little words are some of the most important and most important that we can understand and master in our life. And it is so true that we become what we think about. And once you understand that what you think about expands, you start to get real careful about what you think about. You know, you, you don't want your thoughts to be on anything that you don't want, or it's gonna it'll begin to manifest in your life. You see, the answer to the ancestor to every action is a thought. Every religion since the beginning of time teaches this truth. And we all have this power and intelligence inside of us. And the thing is, you can never see it. You see, it's 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 invisible to the human eye. Let me give you an example, okay? Follow me along here. If, if you wiggle your finger, you just have to have a thought, and you can do this with no problem at any time that you just want to wiggle your finger. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's that's no big deal. But really, it's, it, it is a big deal. You see, there, there's something invisible inside of us that says, I, I think I'm going to wiggle my finger, you know, you, you can put it under a, a high-powered x-ray machine, but you can't see it in there. 
It's, it's invisible to the world. And with scientific studies, we are able to find what's called the command center in the brain where this does originate. You see, we, we can find the place where the command center is located that originates the thought, you know, I'm going to wiggle my finger. But there's no scientific study or computer that's ever been that's ever allowed us to go inside the brain and say, there's the commander in the command center. That commander in the command center is the part of us that we just don't pay enough attention to. Which, Once you become aware of the power of thought, as a matter of fact, if you look around right now, everything that you see begins with a thought. You know, we, 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 we become what we think about. That's one of the most important principles to begin to manifest We've, we have conditioned ourselves to allow certain obstacles to stop us. As an example, if we believe that something has, that has happened in our past is preventing me from doing something today, okay, it's, it's easy to hang on to those old excuses. I, I call all those old, old excuses that we hang on to the wake, the wake See, a wake is what you see if you've ever ridden in a boat. And, you know, if you look and you see the ripples in the water that extend out from the back end of the boat, you, you, your life is like a boat. So imagine, just imagine you're going across the lake at 40 knots and you're looking over the back edge of the boat. See, you, your life is going in the direction of the boat and you look down into the water and you ask yourself these three questions. The first question is, what is the wake? Well, the answer is that the wake is the trail that's left behind. Nothing more, nothing less. The second question is, what's, what's driving the boat? What's making it go in this direction? And the answer is, it's the present moment energy that's being generated by the engine. So th this means it's, it's the present moment thoughts that I'm having and how I'm using them that's making my life go in this direction. Nothing more. The third question is the most important, most powerful question. And that question is, is it possible for the wake to drive the boat? That is, can a trail left behind make a boat go in this direction? Of course, the answer to that question is no. It, it can't. You know, it's just a trail that's left behind. So one of the challenges we have is we look at the wake, and we use it to explain my, why my life isn't working out like it should, the way I like it to work. You see, we, we all grew up in different circumstances, in home environments, and it's kind of an important thing to connect with where we came from, obviously. But if we use it as an excuse to stop us from getting to this place I call higher awareness, it's just going to hold us back from ever getting to this level in life. You know, if you grew up in a dysfunctional family situation and you're still filled with bitterness and anger, the best thing you can do is to forgive someone from your past. Now, I, this, this can be a difficult thing to do. But here's, 
one thing I've learned through the years, if you just repeat these words, from now on, I send you love. From now on, I send you love. I forgive you. You know, Mark Twain had a saying, forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. Once we begin to release this pent-up anger and pain from our past, our present-day life almost instantly improves. And you see that negative, the negativity that's stored up inside of us, it, it begins to release and just leave us. You know, a, a news reporter interviewed a, a religious monk and asked him, what's the difference between a saint a saint and a normal person? The reporter asked, is, is it the, that the saints have unconditional love and normal people don't? Well, the monk replied, no. He said, saints have unconditional love in them and so do you. And the difference between ordinary awareness people and higher awareness people is that higher awareness people have nothing else inside of them. That's all they have. I'm going to give you a good metaphor to, to think about here. A good metaphor is an orange, okay, an orange. If you squeeze an orange really hard, what comes out? Does apple juice or grapefruit juice come out? Of course not. Orange juice comes out because that's what's inside of it. You see, you, you extend the metaphor and someone squeezes you. That is, you know, someone says something about you that you don't like, or they say something kind of offensive to you, right? As if that's never happened, okay? Out of you comes anger, resentment, stress, or anxiety. See, immediately we think it's because of how they said it. But the truth is that's what comes out because that's what, inside, that's what is inside of us. And if you don't like what's inside you know, you, you can change it. There, there's a story called the Four Philanthropists. You know, there, there was a remote village, and another tribe came in and captured the men who were warriors. So they put, they put them in this prison camp in their own remote village. And many of the local villagers knew these warriors were in prison, and they wanted to help. So one local villager was a very wealthy philanthropist who wanted to, you know, help these imprisoned warriors. And he went to their captors and asked if he could just provide fresh water, since the prisoners didn't have any fresh water. And they granted him this request, and he felt that he had fulfilled his destiny by helping the prisoners. Well, the second philanthropist discovered that the men were sleeping on rocks, and he offered just to provide fresh bedding and sheets for the prisoners. And the captors also granted him his request, and he felt he had fulfilled his destiny, you know, by providing this for the prisoners. Well, the third philanthropist discovered that the food they were eating was inadequate, so he offered to provide fresh food from a large farm that he owned. And see, he was also granted his request, and he felt, you know, he had fulfilled his destiny. Well, the, uh, the fourth philanthropist was a saint, and he was living at a higher awareness level. And he went and found out where the keys were 
he went to, to the prison at night and he released all the prisoners. So what does this story illustrate? Is that there are all kinds of people out there who can help us to suffer in comfort. You know, many of us have learned to do just that. As long as I'm suffering and I'm comfortable, it's okay. But there are those who have keys. And you see, the keys can open the prisons. And in order for us to obtain these keys to the prison, we have, that we've created for ourselves, really, which are nothing more than self-imposed limitations of what we believe we can and cannot do, we need to do what I call, we need to rewrite our agreement with reality. We have to rewrite what you think is possible for you. In order to do that, we have to shift out of the things that we believe in, you know, that was maybe handed to you by somebody else outside of you or from your past. So how do we get past our old limiting beliefs? This is, this is a tough one. These limiting beliefs affect our relationships with those closest to us and how we perceive, perceive our, our world around us today. You know, basically, in every human being, there, there are two people inside of us. The first person is called the eagle or earth guide only. Now, th this is the part of us that says who I am is separate from you, separate from God, separate from my environment. And therefore, my value is dependent on what my stuff is worth, how much I get from you, how much more better looking or attractive I might, I might be than others, how much more money I might have, and so on. So it's about what, what is mine, okay? It's that, it's that lower level of, of awareness which says my ego, and also, in each and every one of us, there's a second, another person. Now, this other person is what I call the sacred self or the higher self. And, and this higher self really doesn't care how much you get. It doesn't care that you are better looking than someone else or how much stuff that you have. It's not interested in any of that. But to see the problem is that we very seldom listen to it. We, we pay very little attention to it. The higher or the sacred part of us wants only one thing. It just wants us to be at peace. At peace. Every, interact, every interaction we, we have with other people, the higher self only wants to be at peace. And the lower self wants to be right. And that's where we struggle. You see, we struggle over who's right and who's wrong. Think about this. Most of the fights that you have in your relationships, you, usually you forget the details. But it's basically, basically about who's right and who's wrong. And if, if you want to have that sacred part or higher part ruling in your life, I just suggest this to you, okay? Practice being kind rather than right when you have the choice. You have this choice in your home with waiters, waitresses, you know, with, with just people you meet outside, you know, strangers while you're driving, etc. Okay? 
you know, if, if you can learn to subdue this eagle part of you that wants to be right, which is just going to introduce you to stress and anxiety, if you can suspend this eagle part and instead just allow the higher part of you that just wants to be at peace and that wants to be happy, you know, a good place to begin is to practice with your spouse if you're married or those closest to you. Just if you get nothing else out of this podcast, practice being kind instead of needing to be right. This will begin the process of extending it to your outside world and the people that you kind of, you know, interact with on a daily basis. You know, let's, let's face it, we're all in some kind of relationship with another person or other people in general. So remember this, when you have a choice between being right and being kind, start picking kind. The eagle part of us wants to be right. There's a big part of us that wants to be happy and just at peace. This one change in attitude could would really change our relationships tremendously. There's a famous saying that the Native Americans always said, uh, no tree has branches so foolish as to fight among themselves. And, and there's a formula that, formula that illustrates how we attract things into our lives. Now, I, I call this formula the four reallys. The four reallys. What do I mean? What you really, 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 really want, you will get. Now, each of these four reallys stand for something. So here's, here's the four reallys, okay? We'll take them in order here. The first one says, I wish. What I really wish is I could get that job. You know, I wish I could lose that weight. I wish I could get that promotion. Now, you, you, you have to start with a wish. Okay? The second really stands for what you desire. Now, the, the difference in what you wish for and what you desi- desire is what I call in, in just asking. Ask and you shall receive. It's, it's, those are not empty words. Just be willing to ask. The third really stands for what I intend. So now you shift away from what you wish wish for and desire to intend to create something. The the intention is so powerful that you don't have to check it out with the tribe. You say to yourself, I intend to do this or create this. And the next part is so important, okay? This is a big one. Whatever you intend to manifest, don't tell it to other people. Keep it to yourself. See, the, the, the minute you tell other people what you intend to do, you invoke eagle. Now, if you tell other people that, then you now you have to defend it, and you now involve other people. You've got to explain it, and you've gotten the tribe involved. The fourth, really, stands for passion. So you, you are stating that you're passionate about this, Okay. So what you wish for, desire, intend to do, and you're passionate about, you're going to get it. That's the good news. The bad news is what you really, 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 really don't want, you will get also. You know, this is one of the most difficult things for people to understand. 
You see, I'm, I'm going to try to explain how it works here. You cannot attract thin from I saying to yourself, I hate being fat. Because of what do you th- if, because of what you think about expands, and what you think about is hating being fat, then hating being fat is what you're going to continue to manifest. And you another example, you you cannot a- attract prosperity from an inner consciousness this consciousness that says, I hate being poor. You know, if, if you hate being poor, then that's what you're going to continue to attract. And then you can say to yourself, see, I ended up poor. See, you, you cannot manifest in what you want if your attention is on what is. If your attention is on what is and the circumstances of your life, that's where your thoughts are. And you, you will continue to create what is into your life. Cute story here. There was a true story, actually, in this one. There was a major league baseball pitcher on the, who was struggling. He was struggling on the pitching mound. So the pitching coach came out, and he told the struggling pitcher, do not, don't throw the ball down the middle. So the next pitch he threw was right down the middle for a home run. You see, the last words the pitcher heard were down the middle. So you've, you've got to figure out a way to get your energy or mental, mental thoughts away from what is over to what you want. You know, it can even get worse. You know, if, if you keep your attention on what always has been, you will always manifest what has been into your life. Like as an example, if you, if you came from a poor financial background and you think what has been will always be, Unfortunately, you're, you're going to probably stay poor, and it can even be worse than that. See, you, you cannot manifest what you want for your life if your attention is on what other people want for you. Specifically, be conscious of who is in your tribe or who you associate with, especially you know, if they're negative or not encouraging. You know, the, the currency for attracting what we want is our thoughts. I, I, I'll repeat that over and over. It, it just matters so much, our thoughts. What separates great thought leaders from ordinary ones is they never allow their thoughts to be on what they don't want. You see, they shift their thoughts over onto what they do want. And our, our ultimate happiness in life is based on this subject of self-awareness. So in, in, in summary... What we think about expands. So to, to start to reach that higher level of awareness, we, we need to forgive and send love to those that, that have hurt us in the past. And this, this really this is the very definition of unconditional love. And our, our present-day life will instantly improve. Re- remember the example of the boat and the wake that it leaves behind. You know, your, your present moment thoughts are steering the boat in its direction. Remember, the wake, the wake that left behind does not drive the boat. We don't want to look at the wake and use it as an excuse from st- to stop us from getting to this place I call higher awareness. And we're, we're like the orange. Remember the orange. When someone squeezes us or pressures us, what comes out? 
is what's inside of us. If, if you don't like what's inside, you can change it. There, there are all kinds of people out there that, who we can help to suffer in comfort. Instead, we can offer them the keys to open their prison or self-imposed limitations or beliefs. Likewise, they can do this the same thing for us. And to accomplish this, we need to avoid the lower self inside of us, the ego that wants to be right. We need, we need to strive for that higher self, that part of us that wants to be at peace. And just like I said before, practice being kind rather than right. And remember the four realies. What you wish for, desire, intend to do, and are passionate about, you will get. But don't forget with the four realies, what you don't want, you will also get. And always remember what you think about expands. You know, that, that this process, I realize that this takes practice and it, it's a lifestyle change. You know, it's just, it's not something you do a couple times and you, you have it down. You know, for my own life, it, it's, it's a constant work in progress, okay? You know, our, our thinking has been conditioned over several years. And the older you are, like am, I am, the more practice it's probably going to take. So I, I you know, I, I hope this sheds some light on a really a somewhat, very little misunderstood, a little understood subject for most of us. And, uh, heck, you know, I, I wish you all success on your journey to the higher level of self-awareness and really a more fulfilling life. And with that, this concludes today's podcast of Personal Growth Recipes. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and leave a comment down below. I invite you to follow me on Twitter at Ron Denner. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Ron. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Ron Denner. Uh, subscribe to Personal Growth Recipes on Apple Podcasts. And please give us a five-star rating if you've been enjoying it. And also please like and share our Facebook page at facebook.com slash personalgrowthrecipes. And be sure to tune in next Wednesday for my upcoming podcast. Uh, and also one side note. Uh, I, I have started a second podcast called Biz Connections, B-I-Z, Biz Connections. I'll, I'll be interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and sharing some of their insights and uh, wisdom. And that podcast, uh, I, I've already done one episode, uh, Hawks Mill Winery. I'll be doing another one this Saturday at the Tap House in Warren with uh, Tim and Tom Quinn and uh, – They've, they've built a very successful business, the Pecatonica Brewery. So I'm looking forward to that interview, and that, that, that podcast will be coming out in probably within a couple weeks. But that's on a separate podcast under Biz Connections, so just a quick plug for that one, okay? And this is Ron Denner, your host for Personal, Personal Growth Recipes, serving up and signing off. <music>